Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. Our free zone transformation story today is Jason Lowe, and I have the great pleasure of having Jason in my 10 times workshop for the last four years. Like a lot of our entrepreneurs during the COVID year, during the pandemic year, just treated it like an opportunity, that this was an opportunity to take a big jump. The story he tells about how they immediately addressed the issue of how they were going to be, and he guaranteed everybody they were going to be on the team when the year started, and they were going to be on the team when the year ended, and did that. But not only did he keep the team together, not only did they rethink a lot of how they were approaching their best clients and how they were going to be plugging into the community during that time, they grew the company 147%. Hi, my name is Jason Lowe. I am the current CEO of Ascendant Financial and also the chairman of the Lowe family group of companies. Growing up, I always had this drive, this wanting to be in control of my own destiny. I'm not really quite sure how to articulate it, but in early 1998, when I had an opportunity to relocate to Western Canada, at that time, I was employed by staples business depot and we were opening up about 26 new stores a year and my mentor ted hutchinson was just really instrumental i think in helping me to really fertilize and nurture my entrepreneurial drive we opened up a new division to the business which required an entrepreneurial approach an entrepreneurial mindset and he just enabled me to unleash that and i think that's what really inspired me in that moment where I thought to myself, okay, I, I don't think I'm going to be here forever, but I do know that someday I'm going to own and operate my own businesses. And that's what it's evolved to today. When we knew that COVID was obviously serious and I had an opportunity to sit down with my team and I said, look, I want all of you to feel comfortable that this is a safe, trusting environment for you to express your feelings about what's happening. We did some fire drill preparation for what we expected to be a remote or a work from home arrangement. But before we even got to that point, I met with my team and I said, look, I don't know how serious this is going to get, but I do know it's very serious. And we have two choices. We can either advance or we can retreat, but we can't do both. We have to pick one now. And our entire team overwhelmingly said, we choose to advance. And I said, well, here's my commitment to you. First and foremost, nobody's going to lose their jobs on my watch. I'll eat last. As the leader, I'll eat last. And our business in 2020 more than doubled as a result. And we're 147% over last year, year to date. And I give all the credit to my team because they made a commitment in that moment. And we could have easily just, you know, fell into the corner and curled up into a fetal position and said, okay, we're going to be a victim of circumstance or we're going to choose to advance. And we did. And I have to give all the credit to my team and our team leaders. They truly made it all happen. And I just stood alongside them and said, listen, if you fall down, I'll help you back up. And if you get hungry, we'll make sure that there's food on the table and you don't have to worry about anything other than be safe, do the great work that we do, whether it's remote or in the office, and everything else will take care of itself because we're all playing the game to win for each other. So we have 26 people in this particular organization. 
I also run other businesses in the e-commerce space that have very capable, committed team members, all of whom were also (laughs) asked the same question, you know, make a choice, advance or retreat. We can't do both. Pick one now. But I would say that where it began for everybody in terms of the commitment was the number of people served. So we said, look, there are factors outside of our control. There are factors that are entirely within our control. And we can control how many people we serve. And we have a very strong marketing process. We have a great platform and we have capable, committed people. And so we said, look, why don't we set a target of the number of people that we want to serve? And naturally, revenue will be a byproduct of that. Profit will be a byproduct of that. But I would say that the one thing that truly inspired our team the most was profit sharing. And on a quarterly basis, we look inside our profit pool. We take 50% of that profit pool and we distribute it to our teammates And then we allow our team, so I'm not even involved in this element of the process, our team decides what to do with the remaining 50% of that profit pool to bless other people's lives in a positive way. We fed families via community food banks for over an entire month. We supported, in conjunction with the Edmonton Oilers National Hockey League franchise, we supported Santa's Anonymous to make sure that no child went without a gift under the tree at Christmas. So we initiated a program called Fill the Net, and every goal that the Edmonton Oilers scored, we donate $25 to that particular charity. We helped a team member whose father lived overseas and needed urgent medical care, several hundred dollars a day in a hospital. And all of our teammates, without hesitation in that particular quarter, said we're donating not only the 50% of the pool, but we're going to donate our profit share to help keep that family member alive. So... It's these things that are just sharp examples of having the right people on your team who truly care. And you can't teach that. That cannot be taught. That is something that comes from within. And so there were several pivoting moments, I guess, if you will, but there were several moments of gratitude and people just feeling incredibly grateful that they have a pool of money to work with in the organization to do these things in the communities where we operate. You know, Joe Polish in the Genius Network, one of the things that I learned from him is that life gives to the giver and takes from the taker. We embrace that wholeheartedly in our group. So by way of profit, profit is a byproduct of the value that you're delivering to the marketplace. And so the more value we deliver, the greater the pool, the greater the abundance for everybody on our team and for those who are less fortunate, for those who need spiritual, medical care, I really can't describe it. It feels great. It feels great to give. And that inspires us to look ahead to our next quarterly sprint and say, okay, how many more people can we serve? And people get rallied around it. And it's a wonderful feeling. And we get to celebrate it every 90 days. As an entrepreneur, resist every urge to try and do it alone. You need to have the support of key people on your team because ideally the great people on your team associate with other great people outside of your organization. So we always try to inspire referrals for great team members from within the company. We involve key people in the business and the hiring decisions. We have a very established culture and everyone in our company is a guardian of that culture So we're not looking for people who are a great fit. 
we're looking for people who are a great addition. So what are you going to add to our existing culture on top of demonstrating that you also align with our values and where we're headed, our purpose, our mission as a business? But I would say that many entrepreneurs that I interact with, they feel that they have to go about this alone. I'm the barometer of the best people decisions. And the other thing to resolve yourself to as an entrepreneur is that you'll never get 100% of the people decisions right. Dan Sullivan taught me something so fundamentally important. You can actually multiply by subtracting. (laughs) And so when you identify that you don't have the right fit person on your team, nothing will frustrate a high performance, great culture team more than watching a leader who's tolerating someone who isn't. But we hire to our vision and we fire to our vision. So that would be the wisdom that I would impart on the fellow entrepreneurs. I think that one of the greatest things that's attributed to my success is that I am deathly allergic to micromanaging. (laughs) I am terrible at it. I would never want to be good at it. I believe in giving people autonomy and letting them loose to operate in their unique ability and do the things that fascinate them and that bring them energy. And I do not micromanage. I'm not capable of it and I don't want to be. And so I would say that that would be one of the greatest contributors and establishing very clear, actionable goals. What's the action? Who's doing it? When's it going to be done by? And having very clear ownership so that your people know that you're not looking for an accountability of their time per se. You're looking for an accountability of result. And that's something that we're incredibly disciplined at in our group of companies. If I'm purposeful and I'm intentional in catching them doing things right, I always reinforce it with, you know, I sleep better at night knowing that you own this, that you're in front of this, that you're taking this project through to completion. It helps me sleep better at night. And that elevates trust on the team significantly because when people make mistakes, which is why they put erasers on pencils, people know inside of our organization that's not fatal. What is absolutely unacceptable is not taking responsibility for it and finding a way to correct it. Because if it happens again, it's just a choice. You have to have capable people who possess the capabilities to get the unique things done. You cannot control everything in your organization because you become the organization's greatest obstacle to growth. Because as a human being, you only have so much capacity. But I'll tell you, it's incredibly liberating in terms of time, ideas. You know, Dan shared with me, he said, Jason, the more autonomy that you give to your team, the more ideas you'll be inspired by. Like you would be amazed at how many ideas come up. You know, for me, I can only speak for myself personally on a daily basis because I completely trust the people around me to get the good work done. And people don't want to be managed. They want to be coached. So if you look at an organization, the very same business, two different companies, same industry, One organization focuses on managing people. The other organization focuses on coaching. You can look at the financials of both of those businesses. And I can tell you with absolute certainty, which organization is going to be way ahead in all aspects. And that's the organization that focuses on coaching and developing people. But the leader has to set the tone. The leader has to lead by example. I could not function to the degree that I do without coaches. So if I'm just demonstrating that, then my team understands and sees it, then they're going to be receptive to being coached. 
that's just how we go about things. But to the entrepreneur out there who struggles with micromanaging, for God's sakes, let it go. You will be inspired. You will have more freedom of time, more freedom of purpose. Your idea factory will go into full gear and you may be shocked, but the results of your enterprise will improve. Again, I go back to COVID. Our business more than doubled. Our business is on track to more than double again this year, two and a half times this year. And so that's very tangible. But I would also say that just in terms of the intangibles, the growth that I've personally experienced has been exponential and how I approach my team, how I approach our customers, how I approach strategic relationships and how I purposefully and intentionally cultivate collaborations that are all directly attributed to that growth in our business. So that's what I would say for us personally here in our group of companies have been the return on investment. You know, what's the best definition of an investment? One that returns the most when it's needed the most. And I can tell you that from my experience in strategic coach, it is returning the most when it's needed the most. COVID came last March, March of 2020. I started telling people, I said, you know, this is a very unique time that we're going into. I said, we haven't had real historic events during our lifetime, but this is a historic event. And I just want to tell you something about historic events. How you show up during this period of time will be remembered for the rest of your life. Other people will remember how you showed up and performed. But more than important than that, you'll remember how you showed up. And if you don't show up well, you've failed a really big test. Jason's someone who just showed up in the best possible way, and he got all of his team members to show up in the best possible way. As a result, they took a big jump, they transformed their company, and they'll look back five years from now, 10 years from now, and they'll say to themselves, you know, the biggest jump we ever took as a company took place during what a lot of people consider the worst possible year.